What's up? Hope everybody's doing wonderfully amazing today. Great Sunday afternoon. Turned off the uh, NFL playoff momentarily to come do a podcast video. Uh, pretty phenomenal Royal Rumble last night. Uh, up and down the card, it was a good show. And we'll talk about it here. This is Big John. This is Panic Attack. And remember to like, share, comment, subscribe. All of that fun stuff. As well as follow me on Getter, Twitter, and Truth Social. At the real underscore Big John. Let me relight my stogie real quick here. Ooh. So, from the top to the bottom, like I was saying, it was a good show. Um, I wouldn't say there were a lot of five-star classics, just because the length of time that the Royal Rumble matches take out of the whole show. But I will go here through real quick uh, different notes that I had. The show started with the Men's Royal Rumble. And it started with uh, Gunther and Sheamus. And I thought Pat McAfee was going to be in the damn thing and be the first one out. And no, he actually is back on commentary now. Which adds a lot of excitement and energy to the commentary table. Um, he got a big pop when he came out. And of course, he's been in matches before. That's why I thought he might be uh, one of the contestants. But Gunther and Sheamus, I still want to call the guy Walter. And I think at one point, uh, Michael Cole did call him Walter. <laughs> but anyhow, great, great Royal Rumble. Gunther went bell to bell. He was the last person eliminated. Um, Booker T was a surprise entrant in this one, as well as Logan Paul, who everyone loves to hate. Uh, Edge came into the Rumble at number 24. And, dude, 47 or whatever year, might be 48 by now. I don't know. But guys a year or so older than me. And is chiseled, chiseled from granite, man. So, phenomenal performance by Edge. Uh, he came in and eliminated the uh, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Judgment Day faction, all except Dominic. Dominic Mysterio, bless his little heart, is getting a way bigger push than he deserves. But... He is the son of a legend, and he does do that part well, that gimmick they've given him. Uh, and I don't, he's probably a nice kid in, in real life, a nice guy. He's in his 20s now. He's probably a really nice guy in real life, I'm sure. 
like his dad. Um, I just don't... I mean, he's almost upper middle card. Mid card for sure. I don't really like that. Logan Paul, say what you will about him. He's got freakish athletic ability. Uh, he did wrestle in high school. Uh, so he does have a wrestling background. Amateur wrestling. And he's he's in great shape. He's ripped. He's it takes care of his body. Um, you know, I don't really care for him personality-wise, but I really don't know the guy personally either. So, you know, from a podcast and some asinine things, shouldn't really judge him. But whatever. Uh, he's a great athlete, like I was saying. He has phenomenal heel heat because he is an asshole podcaster on the internet. So he's got great heel heat with the crowd. Got one of the biggest heel pops of the night, probably. Uh, and he's, like I said, a surprising, surprising athlete. Uh, where did Cody came out at number 30? And for the most part, Cody was everybody's pick to win the Rumble. Uh, you know, he was on that trajectory to go after Roman Reigns and unthrown Roman. And then the pectoral injury happened. And, uh, of course, he and Seth, at first, Seth Rollins and Cody squared off. Uh, they had a good fight within the Rumble. And then it all came down to Gunther and Cody. And Gunther was holding nothing back when it came to laying in those chops across Cody's uh, pectoral. Uh, Cody, they had a post-Rumble uh, post press conference and Cody said, well, you know, Gunther didn't succeed in tearing the other pec, so we're good to go. Uh, no one has announced which championship they're going... Well, Cody's only got one choice, duh. So... Yeah, it looks good, like a uh, good Roman Reigns-Cody match at the uh, at WrestleMania, excuse me. I doubt that Roman's going to lose that belt anytime soon. Uh, there weren't a lot, of, there were not, pardon me, were not a lot of surprises. Um, they announced the night before that Brock Lesnar would be in it, and I was like, oh, oh, shiznit. If Brock Lesnar wins this Royal Rumble, then we know Vince McMahon is in charge of creative again. But he didn't. Brock came in, eliminated three people, and then within 10, 15 minutes, no, less than that, like three minutes, Brock was eliminated. I started to say 10 or 15 minutes, but no, it was like three minutes. Um, the best high spot of the night came in the Royal Rumble. Logan Paul was on the ring apron over cheer and uh, Montez Ford was on the ring apron over cheer and they both gave each other the nod not on the turnbuckles but kind of towards the middle of the top rope. They jumped 
paused for a second and then collided with each other, double clothesline about three or five feet above, about shit, probably five or seven feet above the ring at least. Double clothesline knocked each other's asses out for a little bit, but it was great, great stuff. I mean, to jump from where they were to the middle of the ring is a feat in itself. And then, you know, do the double clothesline and time it perfectly. Shows what great athletes these two guys are. So that was the best uh, high spot of the night. That really showed me a lot when it came to uh, what a great athlete Logan Paul. And, of course, we all knew about Ricochet's high-flying athleticism. So, Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania. That's going to be a great match. Uh, I already predict Cody will win. Cody got the biggest pop of the night. And he got the biggest entrance, too. There was, you know, smoke and, I think, fireworks and everything when Cody came out at number 30. And I was getting a little, like, hey, wait a minute, where the hell is Cody? (laughs) But, yeah, the fact that they saved him for number 30... Certainly wasn't because uh you know he needed he wasn't in ring shape or something. He just uh they saved him because he's gonna be the future of WWE. Uh and rightfully so. If they would have used him correctly ten years ago. And let's face it, Dusty Rhodes casts a big shadow. Um <clears throat> And Cody's not playing a gimmick or a character. He's just Cody. A lot like Dusty was just Dusty. That was the real Dusty Rhodes. But Cody has face of the company written all over him. From this point onward. And, you know, maybe there was no right way to book Cody 10 years ago. But he went out, made a name for himself on the Independence Ring of Honor. And then came back. Well, started his own promotion, we thought. But maybe Cody and the other EVPs were never really the center of AEW. Maybe it was always Tony Khan and then, hey, I'll give you a gimmick title. Uh, Next matchup was the women's championship match, the Raw women's title. Uh, It was a three-star bout. Alexa and Bianca had a great match. Can't say much more than that because it was so short. Just because, like I said, each Royal Rumble takes one hour minimum. So there wasn't a lot for these other matches. But I do give Alexa and Bianca credit for a good match, you know. Uh, If they had another 10 minutes, it could have been a five-star match. Uh, At the end of the match, Alexa's sitting in the ring, 
looking disappointed. And then the playground appears on the screens. And I guess it's kind of like what we what we see on the screens. I think they they want that to they want you to think that's what's going through Alexa or Bray Wyatt's minds. So when you see something playing out on the screens, that's what's going through Alexa and Bray's minds. Next, we had the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. <laughs> you can't say. anything good bad or indifferent about this match it was your basic hardcore match with the lights out the ring ropes glowed for some reason there was glow in the dark confetti on the announce table so when somebody got put through the announce table glow in the dark confetti went everywhere um la night his tights glowed in the dark Bray Wyatt had glow-in-the-dark face paint and body paint. Uh, Bray Wyatt won, of course, with the sister Abigail. Then, in the corner, Bray Wyatt's hunkered down. Uh, the cameras pan back to Bray Wyatt. Now he's got a mask on, and he starts beating up L.A. Knight some more after the bell. Drags L.A. Knight to the top of the ramp. There's a gimmick set up. Bray Wyatt is standing over L.A. Knight. And you look up and there's Uncle Howdy up on this scaffolding, which is wrapped in black uh, curtain, but it's scaffolding. <laughs> Uncle Howdy does quite an impressive corkscrew moonsault off of the scaffolding onto, well, next to, but onto L.A. Knight. The gimmick collapses. Oh, my God, they killed L.A. Knight. Uh, explosions go off, better, way better than the exploding ring death match in AEW. The actual explosions went off when they were supposed to. And that's the end. Uh, you see the camera focus on the Fiend, or Bray Wyatt, or both. He's now wearing some type of mask. Not the Fiend mask, but a mask. And uh, Huskus Hog and some of the other characters Bray Wyatt had at his Firefly Funhouse, which are all takeoffs of gimmicks that he was given, are all standing on the scaffolding looking down. Uh, they announced the attendance and at the post wrestling post show press conference tripways point out this is the biggest gate they've ever had for a royal rumble and that they would they block sections off so that they can have their stage and all their cameras and things and as they would open up sections to the public take away from what they had blocked off for the stage and open it up to the public, the tickets would sell out like hotcakes, he said. He didn't say it like that, but that's what he meant. So, fifty-three thousand, or pardon me, 51,338 was their official 
attendance number. We know they always inflate that a little bit, but who knows? It could have been. Sure, it was around 50,000. Um, the women's rumble came next. The women got more pops in the rumble for the men, or than the men, I should say. The crowd was chanting, this is awesome, about halfway through it. Um, it was just fantastic to see how the women handled this and how the crowd reacted to the women. And, you know, in the past women's rumble matches, the first six, they had a lot of women come back from you know, the, the previous, a lot of women that don't wrestle in the company anymore there. This one, there weren't that many. There weren't any, really. Um, because I think we underestimate how deep the women's roster goes right now. So it started with Rhea Ripley, number one. Liv Morgan, number two. Uh, at some point early on, after about... It might have been the fifth or sixth entry. But somewhere, Rhea got a really bad bloody nose. And it hindered her the rest of the way until it was almost time for the finish. She was taking a lot of timeouts, like just laying in the corner, holding her nose. I don't know. She has a lot of nasal jewelry. At first, I thought it was a broken nose because there was blood everywhere out of both nostrils. But then I'm thinking, man, what if that uh, bowl ring she has in her nose got ripped out? So, eventually she got that under control. She had a lot of problems with her wardrobe. She kept having to zip up the zipper in the back. And the shoulder straps that don't really serve a purpose kept coming down. And she had to keep readjusting those. So, luckily we didn't have a wardrobe malfunction with Rhea. And I hope her nose is okay. I hope it's not wasn't some legitimate break. And if it was, kudos to her. Dana Brooke came out number three. She's been in all six women's Royal Rumbles. That's pretty cool. Uh, number four was Emma. This is her first Royal Rumble because for some stupid reason, they screwed her gimmick all up. She was doing well. She was popular. And then Vince fucked it up as he, as Vince usually did with the women. And with the company in general. But she got cut months before the first Women's Royal Rumble. She was uh, wrestling Paige for the first NXT Women's Championship match, right? She should have, could have, would have been a key person to have in the Women's Revolution and first Women's Rumble. But they cut her. <laughs> they released her. Um, Natalia came out. She has spent the longest time in women's rumble matches. Over two hours total. Has never won one. Oscar uh, came out to the biggest pop of the night for anybody. And uh, she came out in like a Chinese dragon mask. It was a, a big mask. Not that little one that just covers her face. I mean, this was a big, big mask. And her 
face was fully painted. So hopefully we're going to see a rejuvenation of Asuka, one of the top women wrestlers in the company by far. And she got the biggest pop of the night. Cool mask, cool face paint. Glad to see Asuka doing well. There's another girl, woman, lady, big old gal. Uh, Piper Niven came out. Formerly known as Dewdrop. Formerly known before that as Piper Niven. Now, Piper is big. She's a big girl. I'm not being, not body shaming. I'm a big old boy. Uh, she's a very pretty lady as well. And, and the thing about Piper is she can work her ass off. She has great ring cardio and is in good ring shape. She can do all sorts of spots, flips, bumps that you wouldn't expect a woman of her size to be able to do. So I really like Piper Niven. I'm glad they've got rid of the dewdrop, and now she's just Piper Niven, the really great wrestler. And she kicked a lot of butt in this. Uh, one surprise came, a oh, couple of surprises. One was Piper Niven. We haven't seen her in years, a year, and haven't seen uh, Piper Niven in even longer. Chelsea Green came out. New back in the company, I should say, not new. Chelsea Green is back. She's not the psycho bride, but she's Chelsea Green. And she did get eliminated fairly quickly, but she went psycho, so maybe there'll be a little psycho in her gimmick. Uh Zelina Vega came out dressed as one of the characters from Street Fighter. I only bring this up because it turned into a Street Fighter Part 6 video game advertisement. I guess she's a voice in the game, but this gave Michael Cole and the announcers five minutes to talk about Street Fighter the Sixth, Part 6 or whatever. Um, Raquel... Raquel Rodriguez, who is my pick to win the, the Battle Royal, she came in, gave Rhea a clothesline from hell. At this point, I wrote that down because I expected that Rhea's nose was broke at this point. So I'm like, damn, Rhea just took a hell of a clothesline from a very strong woman and stayed down, but continued the match. I'm like, geez, Liz, um, I, I guess now uh, Meechin is a character, formerly known as Mia Yim, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, Lacey Evans was in there. She eliminated Zelina Vega with the Cobra Clutch. And Lacey has great heel heat. She's a great heel, okay? And the crowd was just so into this match. That's why I'm spending more time on it than the men's rumble. Earlier in the week, Michelle McCool tweeted, Wow, guess no invitation to the women's Royal Rumble, even though I'm right down the road from the arena. And, she, of course, she was in the front row with her kids. It's not very, you know, I didn't think anything of it. Next thing you know, they call her as the next entrant, number 25, in the Royal Rumble. 
<laughs> and she got up out of the audience, took her jacket off, and she had ring gear underneath of it. Uh, she was wearing regular shoes, though. Uggs boots, they said. I don't... I know that's a brand name, but whatever. Anyway, she jumped up on the security railing behind the announce table and joined in the Royal Rumble. It was pretty cool. What can I say? Indy Hartwell was out. They uh, talked her up a lot. I don't know why she's not Indy Hartwell Loomis anymore, though. They acknowledged her marriage to Dexter Loomis, but it's kind of been forgotten. Crazy Nikki Cross came out. I only point her out because she's back to Crazy Nikki, which she should have never not been Crazy Nikki. And the final entrant, number 30, the big shock. I was hoping it was Tessa Blanchard because she goes to college in Texas. I think she'd be a great addition to the women's roster if she could cut the fucking attitude problem. But no, number 30, Nia Jax. In my notations, right cheer. Next, as soon, as soon as I wrote down Nia Jax, I put a little frowny face. That's how disappointed I am to see Nia Jax back in wrestling. Uh, back in WWE, uh, I thought a while ago she said she was retired, like over a year ago, uh, and whatever, several months after they released her, whatever. Um, I I just wrote down here. I hope she's learned how to wrestle in this time that she's been gone. Uh, it took everybody that was left in the Rumble to get Nia Jax over the top rope. Of course, that's her gimmick. Uh, it started with Rhea smacking the shit out of her and that woozied her up and Rhea then said everybody and so everybody ganged up and they toppled Nia over the top rope and did and then Nia did the good old DX crotch chop to everyone as she after she had been eliminated uh Rhea broken nose and wardrobe problems and all won the Women's Royal Rumble. It came down to number one and number two, Rhea and Liv Morgan. And Rhea ended up winning. Uh, props to both ladies for going the full distance. Rhea's the third person to go from number one entrant to winner. So two men did it before her. She's the first woman to do so. Uh, and with a severely bloodied nose throughout most of the match. Uh, kudos to Liv Morgan. We can see that, you know, since she went from number two to the next to last entry, WWE has a lot in store for Liv. Um, along with Liv and Rhea in the final three was Asuka. So we can see WWE has big plans for her going forward because she was in that position. Uh, the match really ended. All three women were on the apron after having come over the top rope in some fashion or another. Asuka went to give the evil mist spray spit to Rhea. Rhea ducked and Liv caught the mist and was thus blinded the rest of the match all minute or two that was left. 
uh, Rhea eliminated Asuka, and then it was a fight to see who could hang on to the ring apron the longest, uh, Liv or Rhea, and Rhea held out the longest, almost slipped, I think, accidentally, and almost eliminated herself, but went on, did did well. So, exciting. The, the fans were way, way into, more into the women's rumble than they were the men's. So, kudos to that. The last match, the big dr- dramatic ending, would Sammy turn on his buddy Roman, or, or turn on Rome, yeah, turn against his hero, the bloodline Roman that he's fought so hard to become a part of, or would he beat up his buddy Kevin Owens? Um, out of this match, I just want to say Kevin Owens can work his ass off. People shit on Kevin Owens because he's not a muscle guy, not a steroid guy. I'm sure KO works out. And the guy can wrestle. He can do every move off the top rope. He can do all the flips and rolls and everything that anyone else can do. This guy's a phenomenal worker. You know, he's more athletic than what he gets credit for. So Kevin Owens started out in control. Roman made his comeback. Uh, They end up on the outside. Roman does the spear through the barricade. He then gets Kevin over to the the steel steps from hell. (coughs) And he slams the back of KO's head off the steel steps (coughs) twice. And Sami Zayn and the announcers and blah, blah, woof, woof. We're all begging the referee to stop the match at this point. I had to take a brief time out there. So, after the two back of the head slams to the steel stairs, Roman ends this one with a spear. And then the shenanigans begin. The Usos and Roman are going to get heat on KO after the bell. I don't know what this is building up to because obviously you can't have a fourth or fifteenth match of KO versus Roman. So post-match beatdown by the bloodline on Roman. Sammy ends up stopping Roman from hitting Kevin with the chair. Kevin is handcuffed to the ring ropes. The Uso brothers take turns super kicking the shit out of Ro- or out of Kevin Owens. Then they'd give him a double super kick. Uh, earlier in the match, Roman told Sammy to get a chair. And Sammy's like, but you told me not to do anything. You told me not to do anything. <laughs> so eventually Sammy got the chair in the middle of the match for Roman. But Roman didn't get to use it because by the time Sammy got the chair, Kevin Owens and the referee were 
regain consciousness. There was a ref bump. Sammy, get the chair. But you told me not to do anything. Get the chair. He gets the chair too late. All right, so now we're past all that. Romans won with the spear. They're beating up Kevin Owens. Sammy's, like, confused looking. He's saying, okay, stop. This is enough of this. You've done enough. All of this. After much debate, Kevin or Sammy stops Roman from hitting KO with the chair. He actually, Sammy gets the chair. He's supposed to deliver the final blow to KO. Instead, he hits Roman with the chair. All hell breaks loose. The bloodline starts beating up on Sammy. Jay, or no, Jimmy Uso's beating up on Sammy. Solo Sakaya is beating up on Sammy. And Jay Uso just walks out of the ring crying. Sammy was like a brother to him. Sammy saved his ass. Sammy was my brother, man. So is this the end of the bloodline? What is this? So they're building stories on top of stories and layering stories going towards WrestleMania. You wouldn't have seen this a year ago with Vince McMahon writing the stories. You would have seen maybe Brock Lesnar win the Royal Rumble, or you would have seen Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the umpteenth time. But you got storyline on top of storyline, interwoven with storyline. Triple H. Very intelligent Booker. Uh, as Roman and company are beating up on KO and Sammy, the crowd is chanting F you Roman. And they weren't saying F, they were saying the whole word, which was pretty cool. Um, overall, it was a great pay-per-view. Uh, I'd say, you know, the Kevin Owens and what what rating did I give it? What I gave it a five, four, no, wait, what the fuck, where'd it go? Ten stars. Ten star on the making fun of Dave Meltzer star <laughs> scale. Um, I already went over the press conference. They had the most merchandise sales, the most people in attendance, made the most money off the gate in Royal Rumble history. And WrestleMania... WrestleMania is already the biggest WrestleMania gate in history. Uh, it's a two-night at uh, one of the big NFL stadiums, and they've already sold out, and they're inventing new seats for more people to get in, and those seats are selling out. Uh, so... <clears throat> Wrestling is hot. WWE is hot again. AEW is hot. Uh, it's great. It's going to be interesting to see who buys the WWE and what goes on from there. I think a lot of fans and Triple H are treating this like it's WWE's last run. Because who knows what the new owner will do to it. So... With that, God bless y'all. Remember to pray for one another and love somebody today and be the reason someone feels loved. Until next panic attack, 
I'm Big John. Thank you.